This is the original Dom Kennedy. And right now I'm kicking it with my boy, Joe Corneo, right here on the Yada Yada podcast, OPM till it's over. Westside, get the money. We out. Put your Yada Yada over the best part. time the theme music has played in the new year of 2023 the future is right now baby welcome to the episode 73 of the yada yada podcast it's your boy black we back up in the building man first podcast of the year how's it feel man man feels good we got the feng shui right in here no we see we did a little bit of very spacious you see that was the elbows i was bobbing and weaving you know it can piece you up right now but we ain't gonna do that because we happy you here with us so hey Welcome to the new year. Welcome to episode 73. The goats are back. That's right. I said it, motherfucker. What you gonna do about it? Oh, I know who that was directed at. That was a sneak diss. Yo, you know. All of my friends secretly have beef with each other. <laughs> you know? I never know how the meetings are gonna go <laughs> or how the parties are gonna go. Who's gonna show up? Then people just start arguing about little shit. Stupid shit. You know, it's like we're all just trying to get one up on each other. Yeah, it love. is very much. With love. Y'all some just debating ass motherfuckers. Sometimes we gotta argue just to argue, just to make sure the love's still there. Don't that make y'all tired? <laughs> it is kind of exhausting. I ain't gonna that lie. That should be exhausting. <laughs> it'd be like, it'd be like after three sessions of hanging out and niggas just argue every session of hanging out. I don't want to be around y'all no more. I'm cooked. Now when everybody <laughs> want to go out and then be in a good mood, I don't want to be around y'all. It's like y'all already too much for me. Bro. Yeah, like, what's going on? You know, we all just trying to live and learn. We all trying to grow as people. But, you know, right now I'm still a little petty, so you have to catch these hands sometimes. Hey. Nothing personal. It's just business. Pretty you know? boys versus the petty boys? Always, baby. Always. I told that to my therapist one time, and she, like, began assuming I had an obsession with Drake, and I had to kill that real quick. <laughs> I was like, hey, yo, it was just a funny line. I'm not, like, diving I'm into that personality. I'm just a troll. Yeah, like <laughs> you had to tell her. Yeah, sometimes I'm just bored here, and I just like to just see how far we can go with the conversation. But or maybe you secretly like Drake. Hey man, Drake's cool. Yeah. Like Drake, Drake is really becoming my arch nemesis. Why? Because first off, Drake, I saw Drake. He had like this big ass like Mace shirt on that Mace wore one of his videos back in the day. I'm like yeah. this motherfucker. And then he bought all of Pharrell's old. Is jewelry. he living your life? It seems like it. <laughs> like, <laughs> if I have money, I would be living Drake's life. He does like Drake. Nah. <laughs> this is why if I ever meet Drake, like we're gonna have this weird like tension. Like we'll be cordial, but it's gonna be a little something like we got beef here. Dude, that's not that's not bad at all. No, nah, I mean it's cool. Like uh, you know, we talk about this on the pod a lot. What if I gotta meet Ye? And I'm being <laughs> I mean ain't been saying some nice things. <laughs> you know? You gotta see that man. But I hope he can forgive me how I'm trying to forgive him. Is he a forgiving years? I don't know. I don't really care for real, for real. <laughs> to, <laughs> to be honest. Uh-huh. Probably never going to meet Ye. You know, it's probably or the best. Maybe I will. I don't know. Do you want to at this point? Yeah. I would still like to meet him. <laughs> like, yay! I, Shut up! <laughs> I think I'm pretty good at, at accepting people where they're at in life, <laughs> for the most part. Uh-huh. But do I want to hang out with Ye? Like you a know. day in the life of Ye? I would definitely just be like, what's up, Ye? And how keep you, it moving. How you doing today, man? How how you just I would today. legit ask, like, well, how's your day going? Just for today. And then, yeah. And then we'll move on after that. I already met one of my favorite rappers, and it was kind of weird. Just because you were you out? 
were you just nervous for the moment? Or? I wasn't nervous. I was just like, we talked a bit about this. I felt like he was he was uh, poking fun at you. Oh, that one. So I that got a, yeah, I got offended a little bit, and yeah. I was like, man. And it was a bad show. Not no fault of his own, but nah, like he did what he came to do. Yeah, I was just like, yo, what the fuck? Yeah, I was turned. I'm gonna punch my favorite rapper. You know, I had a fear. Like to I, cuss him out. I had a fear of that one, one at one point during that process of the album, where you know a week and a half went by, about to go on two weeks, and I'm like, yo, I want to turn this motherfucker to the next one. You got scammed. <laughs> yeah, bro. I'm like, dog. I really don't want to have to pull up on one of my favorite rappers and <laughs> be like, hey, yo, remember that money I paid you for a verse? You gonna be taking trips? Yeah, like I'm gonna find you, bro. You easy to find. Any, any you can find anybody today's day and age. Trust me. And then you had then he came to the town. I'm like, dog, I'm glad this interaction went a whole lot better than it could have gone. Yeah, it was cool. Cause it's like if if you would have scammed us and you came to this town, like you would have to see us. And cause we were literally the only ones right there on the stage. So like you're looking right at us, bro. Yeah. We could have really made this a very unpleasant show for you even more. I mean, I don't I don't like having to be that person. But I notice like when we do events or we or when I'm just like running the, the space at, at my job. I gotta be security too sometimes. You know, so it's like you gotta stay on your toes, stay aware of what's going on around you. Yeah, but I'm grateful that most of the people that come out to our events is, is chill, very dope, and, very uh, cool. Everybody yeah, there to have a good time. It's good vibes. No it, it's never no funk. And I think that we, that you know, I think that also goes to us as well. Just being able to put on good events with good energy and good good environment to be in that makes everyone feel comfortable and relaxed. Yeah, have I'm, a good time. One thing I do struggle with is when motherfuckers walk up to me. At the it, it be two people ask me a question at the same time, and it feels like I feel like a teacher, you know. And it's like, who who do I answer first? Hand. Yeah, Raise somebody, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. or you see, I'm talking to somebody. Don't walk up and ask me a question when I'm having a conversation. Come on, now let's be cordial. Show we're some, we're adults, but I understand Message. the pandemic has made everybody pretty awkward. But you still got to have manners, folks. Still say please and thank you. It goes you know, a long way. It does. A very long You don't got to call me sir and shit, but, like, nigga, say please. Ask me a question. Please. That's it. You know, simple manners, simple manners. But I've learned a lot of people don't have manners, but that's on them. And I don't hold that against them, but I kind of do. That's why I don't fuck with a lot of y'all. Anyway. <laughs> hey, man, this is our first pod of the year. And not only that, it's the first pod we've done since we were announced. One of the best podcasts in Kansas City by In Kansas City Magazine. Shout out to You know, who else? For a minute, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, we've been, we've been working on other things, trying to get y'all more content, mm-hmm. and just growing the brand. And so. that's that's something about us, man. Just know if we ain't doing podcasts, we're always working on something else. Yeah, we're we never just bullshitting around. We in the cuts, always. You know, always working in some way, shape, or fashion. Just know that. We around. So if you don't see us right here, just know we around. We always around, you know? Message! Hey, man, so since the Watch new year, what, what bag you been in lately? What you Dude. Been, how you been spending the new year? Hold on, kid. Before you go, can you hand me something? Can you hand me that right there, babe? Yeah, that right there, babe. Yeah, what bag you been in? Man, you want me to be honest or you want me to be to give you a good segue? Give me the good segue. Don't be right. honest. Okay, later. okay. I've been listening to a lot of Lil Wayne. Really, brother? Yeah. You know, I've also, too, been basking in the greatness that is Lil Wayne. Not this song specifically. This is a cool song, but, you know, not this one specifically. But Lil Wayne's album is, like, real, so. It was good for the segue. Yeah. Yeah, brother, I've been also basking in the greatness that is Lil Wayne. And you know, goddamn, I hate that I was such a hater during his prime. Why did you? You hated on Lil Wayne? 
Yeah, bro. People like like what is, and what are you calling prom? What is what is prom Little Wayne to you? Hey, oh seven, oh eight, even even Carter three era Wayne, I was still kind of a hater. I wasn't. Dang, oh, nah, he not the best rapper alive. Lupe Fiasco's the best rapper alive. I was that guy. I'm supposed to be the backpacker, Joe. <laughs> 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 nah, Lil Lil Wayne was there for me for like six years. Right, he Lil was, Wayne was holding, holding it down. It, yeah, he was holding, holding it down. It down, barring out crazy ass punchlines, and the f in his name. Changes every all the time. time. <laughs> every time. It's for phenomenal. Fornication. Fornication. <laughs> my ass is for fornication. Dude. Oh, Lord, how flowing, bitch. That's what my pajamas say. I've been creating a like a hustle playlist, mm-hmm. and I had to put hu- it. I had to put hustle music on there, man. Yeah, that's one. That's, of, that's, that might that's be my one. favorite Wayne song. Yeah, all time. Same. Actually, it, it's it's been changing a lot lately, especially with the Carter too. Like right now, I'd say my favorite is probably Money on My Mind. Money on my mind. Yeah, that's a good one. And I always I mean, liked that hustle music a lot because they had the video for it, and then at the end of it, they would play "Money on My Mind." Yeah, dun, 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 dun. or you know who? Uh, Ti on motivation. Mm-hmm. Uh, you better get on, on your job. job. That's what I remember better that. I used to love them transitions. He said, "Uh, yeah, on ASAP." Yeah, ASAP, ASAP. Man, that shit was tight, man. I've been, I've been really, I guess you could say, appreciating Wayne's greatness a lot more lately. Yeah, just because I've always been. There's been periods in my life where I was like a Wayne fan, but I was never like, I need to be all about Wayne right now. Yeah. And this is probably the first time in a while, if not in my life, where I've actually been like, all right, like Wayne is my guy right now. Man, well, welcome. You know, it's fun. It's, it's great being here, man. And it's just cool because I was there for Wayne's rise. So I, I remember it all happening in real time and seeing his trajectory go and become like the legend he is today and ha- have his moments that he had. So it was cool to witness in real time. But now, like, having that and then also going back and just actually like taking it all in, it makes it feel even better. Because, like, yeah. I remember the rise. I saw the moments. But now I'm actually basking in those moments now. And you get to see, like, actually see why he was rising to the level he was. Not only in the skill set, but in commercial success, music success. Uh, especially, like, around the time of Carter, too. Like, yeah. when he started when going Wayne to Wayne went York. to Harlem for a summer. Hung out with I, Dipset. I, you could feel that in the Carter, too. That, and that and New York, specifically, like, like, hustling music, it's like... I, I don't I don't want to compare it to like a fifty cent song, but it's like that's a that's a a pop song at the time, you yeah, know? Because yeah, it was a single. Because like the Dipset was popping during then. Yeah, and like the whole video was shot in New York. It's cold, it's gray, it's winter out. It's crazy. Yeah, he 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 uh took in that sound very well. Mm-hmm. And then because you know New York was like, all he about made it his own for sure. Yeah, he added that Wayne touch to it because. He was a Southern artist, but he went to New York and really adopted the whole lyrical aspect of New York. Because New York's all about lyrics, you know, lyricism. And yeah. Wayne was always about that, especially during that time. So it was an easy transition for him to, like, adapt into that culture and bask in it. And I think he really, he definitely really thrived in it because hanging out with Dip said he had a lot of soul samples in it for Carter too. Like, yep. oh, no, the mob. Oh, no. You know, like, yeah. he was really on that New York shit, but bringing that Southern flavor to it, that sub, like, that, uh, that southern drawl, that slow southern cadence. That yeah, known for. it still is. It felt hot, like it felt oh, yeah. like we was in a muggy area. Mm-hmm. Hard but, body, hard body. But yeah, definitely the production was more like East Coast and like traditional hip hop. Even on the drought, he had like three Dipset songs he freestyled over, and then he had the Black Republicans with Joel Santana. Yeah. So he was really in that bag, and it's great. It's just so fun to see, just to see 
Wayne really just thrived at what he wanted to do at the time, which is just rap. Yeah. And then the cool thing about even the mixtapes is that not only was he freestyling over other people's beats, but he was making new songs out of those beats. Yeah. It wasn't just him like rapping and then that'd be it. He was actually putting choruses and hooks where chorus and hooks were in the original song. Like, yeah, that bitch, go boom. Boom, 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 boom. Get out of my life, boom. You know, he's really making whole ass songs out of these freestyles, which is really impressive in itself because that's something I never took into consideration. Feed me rappers or feed me beats. I am insane. I need a shrink. Oh, he said, he's like, I'm untamed. I need a leash. I'm insane. I need a shrink. Yeah, there was like, yeah, it really was like eight years of me listening to everything Lil Wayne. And I probably still haven't listened to all the Lil Wayne songs that's like out there. There's but so many. He been having a resurgence here. Like we've had like glimpses of Wayne throughout the years, like the Smuckers freestyle. Yeah. It's crazy. Uh, I really can't think of no other like verses, but he's been on like a great feature run like the past two years, two yeah, three years. He's been cooking. Yeah, and it's cool, man. It's just great. And something we were talking about a while ago when we were both like in this Wayne bag was the significance of Mr. Carter. Yeah, like that. Like I, when I listen to that song now, I get goosebumps every time because of just when you really take into consideration the love, the respect, and appreciation Wayne has for somebody like Hove, and you see like all the homages he's done throughout his career, like. The Carter Two album cover is an homage to Carter Knock Life Volume Two cover. Yeah, and then you know his rapping style has always been homage to like that East Coast sound of Hope. Because in Wayne's mind, Hope is the bar of like yeah. this is what the best is, and so that's why the Show Me What You Got freestyle was so significant. Because when that came out, Hope heard that and said, "Yeah, this is why." That's when he realized Wayne's a problem. Hey, you remember when uh, Hope was like? Fuck that auto tune shit. Death the auto tune, and, and that, that shit just that, never died. And then Wayne was like, only auto tune. <laughs> that was crazy. And it what? won. What auto tune won? Yeah, and then Wayne won. I mean, the mixtape Weezy won. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't like the. I didn't hate auto tune, but them songs got old fast. Yeah. Though, like, got money. Really fast. I did, I got tired of that shit. And the shitty, the, the fucked up part about that era is that Wayne actually has a cool rapping voice. I mean, he just doesn't really rely on it no more because he's like put the auto tune behind it. He was putting them pop records out. Like, it, it made sense for it to be on the album because he had like Lollipop, but Lollipop is hard though. I Lolli- like Lollipop. Lollipop. Even when it came different. out, I like Lollipop a lot. Yeah, it, it's got a different. Like, different I never vibe thought that was it. a bad song. And then the Yay remix. And Lolli- then Wheezy put that the other verse on there. Oh, yeah. Like, cookies he said, crushed inside of a beer, plastic bag inside of a beer. No, what what he say? Uh, he, he said this in an interview. He forgot the lyrics to that, mm-hmm. where he's like, you don't want that latex. Oh, yeah. Better, hey, safe sex is great sex. Better yeah, wear, wear a latex, because you, you don't want, want that, that latex that, that I think I latex. latex. Yeah. Ah. Great advice. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. Safe Wrap it up. Is great sex. Uh-huh. Message. All right, man. Let's let's get into some mixtapes. Mixtape. Like, what's your, what's your favorite? Give me three of your favorite Weezy mixtapes. Uh, so we got uh, No Ceilings for one. I'll say the Drought three, and then what is it? The dedication. D- which dedication though? Um, the is dedication three the one with Boom on it. Uh, and I, the Boom is on. Those are on the Drought. Mm-hmm. Drop three. Okay. 
I remember my cousin, my cousin Bree had that CD, and I remember being upstairs in my granny house listening to it, like "Sky's the Limit" mm-hmm. and and uh, dedication too. He did it. He did a remix to one of the Ti songs too. Top back. Yeah, yeah, I thought that shit was tough. Let me show you how y'all do a Manny Fresh beat, man. Boy, he's like, look, man, this is what I do. And the cool thing about Wayne during that best rapper alive time is that. He would not. He wouldn't say that as a disrespect to other people. Yeah, he, he said, does. you know, this is not me being disrespectful to anybody else or thinking y'all not great. This is just me telling you how I feel. So like when he did that top back freestyle, he said Ti is the king of the south, but I am the best rapper alive. Yeah. So it wasn't like he was trying to throw shade. I mean, I feel like everybody knew what was up. Mm-hmm. Like, couldn't nobody rap like Wayne at that time, and really couldn't nobody keep up because he was like, it just happening so quickly. Yeah. And the star power was crazy. He was just dumping. It was crazy. I want to see how many songs Little Wayne has. It's it's got to be up there, cause the Drought Three was a two disc. That was rare back in them days. A whole mixtape was two disc. Yeah. So yeah, what's, what's your three Wayne mixtapes? Uh, my th- my three, I'm gonna go No Ceilings. They they're gonna be newer ones, like from high school. No Ceilings, Sorry for the Wait, and then. I'm gonna say dedication. It's either two or three. I can't remember which one. Okay. Yeah. No ceilings was a great moment. Cause that that was like Wayne still showing you that I still got it. Yeah, the album was kind of commercial and had a lot of mainstream success. But don't forget, like I can still rap with y'all. If that's what you want to do, I can still take it there. Yeah, that's crazy. Well, it only says 285 singles. It's I mean, you gotta take into account like this Hot Boys era. The early solo era. Wayne? But I want to know, like, mixtapes included mm-hmm. and just a bunch of random shit. Features and all that. Yeah. He got to have. He probably got, like, a thousand songs. At least 500 at, at the least. Um, we need, uh, he needed class at Yale or something. Just to talk about how he Just did. to study the Wayne reign. The work ethic. And that's one thing that's even cooler is that you just know he had to work for that shit. Like he really had to climb climb into that that position. I mean, it's like once you got once you get on and you like making money, unless you're on tour, you got a lot of free time. I feel yeah. like if you were and rapper, they had the studio on the tour bus. Yeah, so it's like you just rap all the time, like mm-hmm. keep it going. And it was the best part about it is that after the Carter two, when he said he was the best rapper alive, he didn't just end it right there. Like he stepped it up even more, yeah. proved the point even more, and then came back Carter three, did a million copies the first week, just to really solidify the legacy. Yeah, I had to, I had to leak. Sorry, y'all. I, sorry, Wayne. You're the reason the album got changed. Yeah, the leak was better. That's what I heard. The, we didn't need Pussy Monster on there, man. Message. We didn't need it. That could have just been a Lucy. You know, a Pussy. <laughs> For real. See, that's when Wayne was kind of getting it. weird, man. Yeah. Then he had gonorrhea. On I'm not a human being. And he was just on the cup or something. I don't know. You know, who, know, who knows. I will say that I did not, I was not there for the rock air. Rebirth? Wayne. Is that where you stepped out for a minute? That's where I was like, I was, because I was vibing with Prom Queen and uh, what's that song he got with Kevin? Uh, Rudolph? Kevin Rudolph, yeah. Um, I Wanna Rock? I think, maybe. That was like their single, I believe. Something like that. Uh-huh. I was vibing with it. I, I had it on my, uh, MP3? on my, no, no, it was on my Nokia phone. <laughs> I had a Nokia phone that could, <laughs> could I could play, yeah, I could play music on it with my SIM card, and I had it on there. I was fucking with it. But then it was like, damn, I'm not going to listen to this album. 
besides it, this yeah, one's not got, for you? Yeah, it got too weird. I was not liking it. And Drake started popping in there, so that's when I was like, yeah, I'm gonna stick to I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick to the tapes I like. Yeah. I mean when you're ready, I'll be ready. Yeah, when you're ready, I'll be ready. And then like towards the end of like my senior year and shit in high school, he put out the Carter four. Yeah. And that was uh, it was alright. It was alright. It was it had some good like singles on there. I went and listened to it again. It was a lot of it's a lot of skits. Yeah. That I don't, uh, songs that I don't listen to now. But then it's some bangers. Like I like the Fade in- off the cush, I'm gone. I like the intro, the interlude, and the outro. Like mm-hmm. all of them. Like them those the posse cuts. Tech nines on that album. Yeah. You know. Say you don't need a bus past me to bust your ass. <laughs> yeah. That's one of my favorite lane lines. I lines. got it. I'm back on it. Polo Man. draw showing. Dude, how is Little Wayne's voice not annoying? After a while, it, it does get annoying. Like, I mean, but like, it's not. I feel like sometimes I can't listen to Big Sean. Just because, uh, like, the pitch of his voice or something. Mm-hmm. But I, n- I never really got tired of Wayne until till the rock shit. Yeah. To where it was like, bro, we can't do this for a whole song. <laughs> One song For good. a whole album. Yeah. You want to give me 13 songs of these? Lord. I think not, buddy. I will not be joining you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm I will cool. not be joining that party. Yeah, but then he started, he would have, like, glimpses. Cause then he he started going through like real shit was happening to Wayne. He had to go to Rikers Island. Yeah, he went to Rikers Island. Bro, they sent with little Wayne to Rikers Island. He started funking with Birdman. That was weird. That was that was weird. Just, young Thug started like beefing with him. Yeah, like, he twenty fifteen. Push it, push it. T started sending shots at him. Oh my! It was yeah, man. Like that. The middle of twenty tens for Wayne was really weird. Yeah, he was kind of he was in the cuts. Yeah, like he couldn't do much, so he was just around. He couldn't even do features. He did a whole album with Two Chains, but they couldn't advertise him being on it contractually. For real? Mm-hmm. Wait, that's out. Ah, we could, we could, oh, shit! I never listened to that. That shit was actually fire. You was motherfucking right. Okay, yeah, I remember yeah. that song. Yeah, they had some fire shit on that. So technically, it was a Two Chains album, but it's kind of like the Jay Electronica Jay Z album, where it's like Jay and Jay. But yeah. Jay Z's not advertised as being co-artist on the album. That's why the album cover of Collie Grove was two chains with Wayne's face tats. That was a way of saying, like, Wayne's featuring the album for the second time. This is a Wayne album, too. Yeah, Wayne's here. Don't forget that. Yeah. But, yeah, it's it's been fun, man, going on this little Wayne journey. I'm going stepping into Wayne's world a little bit and just reliving and basking in that, that greatness. That's good. I think he's, like, he's back shaking around. Yeah. I want to hear a good album from him, though. Yeah, that's been my good. biggest complaint since he's, he's returned in regards to dropping albums again. Like, the Carter 5 was cool, but it was just, it felt like a lot. Funeral, I, I didn't want us to, because I just saw a little twist on there too many times to realize this is not my vibe. <laughs> so I was like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go on this one with you, Wayne. It was a couple of songs on Funeral that I like that was cool. Mm-hmm. But, the Carter 5, I felt like if that would've came out, when it was uh, supposed yeah, to? Yeah, it would've been, it would've been better. Yeah. It would've been, our ears would've been prepped for it. But by that time, that happened, it was like, Momentum's gone. Yeah. Like, while this tune is off the strength. Yeah. And Pusha T was beating them niggas up. The whole like camp, lyrically. bro. The whole camp was just catching fades. He was he was built for the long haul. He 
Summons. They said it's going to be a surgical summons. Did Wayne ever beef with anybody? Gilly the Kid, right? Yeah, Willie the Squid. Lily, Lily Pad, nigga. Lily, look at the monster. <laughs> <laughs> See, look, like, who can do shit like that? That's, what, that's why I really love Wayne, is, like, the, the antics. Yeah. And you never really know what he going to say. You really don't. It could really just be some off-the-wall shit. Like on Skies and Limit, he said, when I was five years old, my favorite movie was The Gremlins. Don't have shit to do with this. Just thought that I should mention. And kept rapping right after that. He said, uh, he said, birds don't fly without my, birds don't fly without my permission. I'm probably in the sky flying with the fishes or maybe in the ocean swimming with the pigeons. See, my world's a little different. Like Dwayne Wade's. Oh, Dwayne Wade? Well, yeah. You know? Yeah. And then, you know, after a while, I really realized that Wayne just really just lives in his own world. And we're all just kind of like figures on the outside looking in. Yeah. When he thought 21 Savage was a group of 21 rappers, that's when I realized Wayne's just really not here with us no more. <laughs> I wonder I wonder how that that works. Like having so much access to just drugs. Cuz we know he's like on the cup. Mm-hmm. Shit like that. Having seizures. That was a wild time in 2012 when Weird, <laughs> Wayne just kept yeah. having seizures and the rich homie Quan was having seizures. I was like, man, what's going on with y'all over there? It's too many drugs. What's Birdman doing to y'all? I don't know. Ain't ain't did Rich Homie Quan just put out some music? Mm-hmm. Like he, a he, whole he, project? I don't know about a whole project, but he's been dropping like singles and looses here and there. He kinda after the Rico case hit Young Thug, he's been popping back out. But you know Sounds fishy. You know. I'm just kidding. I ain't gonna put, like, I, put, that, put that. I ain't gonna put that, put that on Rich Homie Quan. Uh, <laughs> just start start a rumor. So since this year started, I've been like in this very like particular kind of bag, right? So Wayne's been a world that I, I kind of venture onto every now and then, but I've been trapped in this universe of like ASAP Rocky and Playboy Cardi, specifically 2015, because we had a conversation a while ago. We was talking about the SoundCloud era, right, from like yeah. 2012 to like 2015, 16, and how you would see artists from like the mainstream world and SoundCloud world come together and just make some weird shit in a yeah. good way, though. So, for example, like Young Young Lean and Travis Scott. When they made Ghost Town, like that was rodeo era Travis Scott, so he was kind of like commercial, but he was still like in SoundCloud. Or uh, ASAP Rocky's second album, Allah, he has a track with Bones, which is essentially just a Bones song that ASAP Rocky remixed. Mm-hmm. Say you trying to mm, 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 never mm, seen mm, burn, yeah, burn, yeah, yeah. Say you got them drugs, but I've never mm-hmm. seen you slam. I I fuck with the mom, man. That's it. I I just like Rocky, man. Yeah. He good at reinventing himself. He always is trying shit. Has a great um, aesthetic imaging and branding when yeah. it comes to the music and just how it's presented. I've always admired that. And uh, so a couple, I think a week ago, it was the 10-year anniversary of the debut album at Long Last ASAP mm-hmm. or Live Love ASAP. Yeah. The one that had Wild for the Night and shit. And I remember when the album came out, I always thought it was, it was just a, like an okay album. It was kind of too commercial for me. And when I went back to listen to it, I was actually kind of amazed how, how it actually is a really good album. Yeah, I, I fucked with that but album. But I, I, I always hated fucking problems and Wild for the Night so much that I felt like that's just what the whole album felt like. So when I went back to listen to it, I was like, oh, man, it's literally just those two songs and maybe Fashion Killer. That you don't like Fashion Killer? It depends on the mood I'm in. Like, I could tolerate it some days, and some days I'm just like, I really do not want to hear this song. And the shitty part is the, all three of those songs are back to back to back on the album. And then one train comes right after Fashion Killer. It's, it's before. It's before Fashion Killer? It's right after Wild for the Night. Okay. Yo. Yeah, I, 
Just fuck around. Yo, One Train is, when it came out, I thought it was just like, oh, that's just a cool moment. But no, that's actually a really good, uh, that's a great posse tape. Yeah, we don't really get too many of those no more. Not to that, not to that stature. And when I re-listened to it, when I was listening to the album, I was actually getting goosebumps just hearing that that song again and just hearing everybody's verses and just remembering the time this out that song came out, like where everybody was in their career in that moment, and how that's why it was such a significant moment because it's like so the who's who of the blog era. Yeah, definitely. So Kendrick Lamar, I'm I listened to all of these rappers. Like se- yeah, yeah, separately. So it was crazy to, except for Yellow Wolf, I had. Yeah, Daddy's Lambo. I've been done with Yellow Wolf. Well, I listened to a little bit of it yeah, in, I, in I high never, school, mm-hmm. like trunk music. Trunk yeah. music was tight, but then I was like, ah, you wasn't on radioactive. Nah, and then I heard Big Crit though too. Yeah. So like, if I'm gonna listen to a Southern rapper, why not? Crit? I'm a, yeah, I'm gonna listen to something that I relate to. <laughs> and then I, I thought Crit was like the goat. Yeah. For the longest time, I thought he was better than all these niggas. For and sure. honestly, I'll say he has the best verse on one train. Well, maybe not Kendrick, but there was a time where I was holding them like. Like Crit here was up here. there, yeah. But the more I dove into like Kendrick music, it was like, yo, there's so many layers of Kendrick. Yeah, music. this shit is unfair. crazy. And then Bronson was just fun and weird. Like I never, I never heard nobody rap like that. And, and I was like, damn, is, is this Ghostface? But it can't be Ghostface because it's this it's a giant, big white man. <laughs> yeah, this is a big white man with a red beard. Like, what is he, Russian Santa or something? But Bronson got better. Yeah, like over time. He aged like some wine, man. He, mm-hmm. He's one of my bigger inspirations right now because he just is doing so many things. And he's got this interview with uh, Idea Generation. I think yeah, I watched Idea that. Somebody Yeah, and mm-hmm. it was hard. Just yeah. like about he, how he approaches paintings and shit. And he ain't, he always ripping his fucking rig in the middle of an interview <laughs> and shit. Living life. Yeah. It was, that was a great moment, man. And, it's just cool because when you listen to when I listen to the verses, everybody actually really delivered a verse to the level of caliber and the potential that they were at that time in, in their careers. So like you got the best of everybody for real, for real in that moment that they were all in at that time. Well, you know, I gotta ask. What? Who, who had the best verse? Oh man, Big Crit. Big Crit. Yeah, I think. I think it's Big Crit. I think Bronson probably had the the worst verse, but not in a bad way. It's just in regards to everyone's verses, he probably had the one that's on the bottom. And then Big Crit definitely he he said uh, walk the plank or break the bank. I've been in the business of sinking ships. He said BB King. <laughs> that ain't no sample, yeah, nigga. Yeah, he said BB King saw the king in me, so why can't you? In order to level up or match that, you have to dig up Cassius and Elvis too. Yeah, that wasn't no sample. He was sliding. He was sliding. Uh, I watched the old ASAP interview. He said uh, he thinks Crit had the best verse on there. Yeah, he definitely got the best verse. But the song is really curated well, like yeah, everybody, everybody flows right perfect, yeah. Cause I l- I love when uh Danny Danny Brown verse comes. Bada, 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 yeah. bada, he, said, he said, "Bitch, pussy smell like the penguin. <laughs> Wouldn't hit that shit with my worst anime's penis." <laughs> <laughs> like he had a great flow. I loved his flow on that. I think he probably had the best flow on the song for me personally. But Crit had the better verse. Yeah. And then ASAP Rocky started off really well. Feeling like a vigilante or a missionary. Tell my ASAP killers get their pistols ready. Don't be scared, nigga. Is you ready? I've been thinking about all the holes in my bank account. What? Yeah, I rap that whole shit. Know that whole shit. Yeah, man, that's such such a great like posse cut. And then that album is just that's such a great. I wouldn't say great. I say yeah. I say it's maybe like a great ASAP album. And the more I 
to listen to ASAP's discography with his albums that you put in the Cozy tapes, like ASAP might have like a little underrated discography. I don't think people. I don't think it's. I wouldn't say maybe. Because maybe in like a mainstream context, general, general sense. I feel like after a while he stopped making pop like the pop records. Yeah, like he doesn't have another while for the night of fucking problems. Yeah, which is, which is cool. when once that happened, he stopped making the pop records and he started being more like intentional with his steps. Yeah, because it's uh at long or at long last ASAP, and then testing. Mm-hmm. Testing was weird and it it caught me at a weird time, but. I run it back and it, it's a hard, it's a hard project. Yeah, listen. like the more you, the more I listen to that album, the more I really started to gravitate to it and, and kind of realize what he was doing. He's definitely one of the ones that I still listen to. Like I don't listen to Ferg as much. I listen mm-hmm. to Rocky and, and that's the that's the sad part about it because I was thinking about just I remember witnessing ASAP Rise one time. I'm probably sure you probably do yeah. too. And the, it was so cool because it just felt so raw and organic, and it just felt it's like something we haven't seen in a while. And like. ASAP, Mob, and Rocky just really just took the whole like hip hop scene by storm. Yeah, and it was just so cool to witness in real time. And then over the years, it felt like you just saw like the brand of ASAP itself kind of like deflate to uh-huh. where, like to where like it's only really Rocky holding it down, and everyone else is just kind of like side characters you see pop up every now and then. I I would say the collective isn't as strong as it used to be. No, I f- yeah, definitely, because everybody's, like, doing their own things. But that happens when it's, like, you got a team of leaders. So, so er- many people. Yeah, everybody going to go where the bag take them, really, wh- wh- where life could take them. Yeah. Because, I mean, I know Bari had some shit going on, but yeah. the V-Loan shit was successful. Ant was able to, like, step out on his own and He create really shit. progressed a lot. Ferg, I mean, he still he still put out like good records. Yeah, the I just I just strong. don't listen to Ferg as much. Nah. The last one that was cool was the one with the do rag on it. I was think. it always still striving? Yes, still striving. That was that was that, always, that was the all that was August of 2018 when they was dropping all them projects. Like 12, you dropped one week. Ferg dropped one week. Cozy tapes. That was a great month. That yeah. was tight. And then they put out those all the uh, the volumes. Yeah, like DVDs. the yeah the mixes. Yeah, all that shit is fly. Yeah. Like, they're able to, I think they got a cool network to where they can just help create different projects. Dope shit. Yeah, so, like, Rocky did all that shit with Nigo and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That shit fire. Or now, or him and Tyler Lincoln was, like, probably one of the best things that could happen to them. Yeah. For real, for real. Because they both really just bounce out each other and bring new elements to each other's music. Yeah, it, they, they got a good contrast, I think but they complement each other. I think ASAP Rocky, in a sense, like needs that. Because I feel like sometimes Rocky gets look really content on his strengths and kind of falls back on that too much. But now I feel like he's at a point where his strengths aren't as strong as they used to be. So now the flaws in his music show a little bit more. Like what flaws would you say? So to me, Rocky was never really a great lyricist. He was always a flow rapper, mm-hmm. so he always had really ill flows. So even though he wasn't saying anything too complex or like too de- too deep on surface level, his flows and how he presented it always was really cool to me. Like his his flow on Angels is dope to me, but it's not really saying a whole. It's not really saying anything crazy. Yeah. Or like uh, Goldie. Yeah. Like his flows were always immaculate. Suddenly, he, he definitely was like a, a vibe rapper, but I don't. I ain't put no pressure for him to, like, I don't want to hear this nigga rap about some deep shit. Yeah. Like that's what, that's kind of what at long last ASAP was, was a little more personal. I that's mean, also when Yams died, too. I guess I'm not 
listening to ASAP. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that. Cause that's also the same shit I'm on. Cause he put out a new song called Same Problems, which is kind of like introspective and addressing like all the deaths in hip hop, which I get. Yeah. But like, I'm not going to Rocky for that. I mean, I I still got to check the record out, but I like what Rocky been doing. Mm-hmm. Like what he been putting out, and I like him as like the leader of the mob. Like he did the he did the right thing with it. Yeah. Everybody everybody was still able to eat, even though it's not as like they not in the in the eye of everybody anymore. But it's like being ASAP. They, st- they still around, like always still popping up mm-hmm. type shit. Even Nast and like Twelvey, like they all getting money and hustling. Like yeah. I still follow Man. them as individuals. Like it always irritates me because I feel like Nat, the mob to me as a whole, just didn't live up to like its potential that it had. But obviously, you know, like Yams dying was like a big part of that. But they still held together with the culture tapes. Yeah. But I always expected more from, I guess, the mob. I feel like they could have did more. But when you look at it from like a, a general general standpoint, they're doing the they're doing that thing for real, for real. I mean, shit, shit like that happens, and they not like a true boy band. They more of like a collective. Yeah, like Brock. Like Brock Hampton is like a a boy band. I don't think after they they split up or whatever, it's not gonna be as like people ain't gonna know who's in there. I couldn't tell you five members in Brock Hampton. I couldn't tell you. But there was a time where I listened to all the saturations, and I was like, I was digging it. Yeah. But Whereas in ASAP, everybody's their own person. Yeah, but just the name brings them all together, and I could tap in with everybody when I when I feel like it. Yeah, or I could just listen to one of the mob tapes. Man, it's fun. And uh, they aesthetic was like what was hard, you know. Yeah. Everybody changes. Everybody like started liking new things, especially when you travel and you, you see the world. Yeah, mm-hmm. your your per- pers- perspective changes. So I expected to be different. Yeah, but it's still cool, man. Like when they're able to come together and just do their thing. Yeah. As a collective, and you see, like, they all thrive at a high level. So, I'm ASAP Rock is definitely somebody I'm looking forward to this year to see, like, what he does. Because I'm always curious to see, like, where he goes. Because it's never the same place he was in last time. I feel like Pro Era was another group that was like that. Yeah, definitely. Because it was, uh, I I remember them niggas. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the cold ones. Because I listened to that a lot in college. Yeah. So... Yeah, all the it was Chuck Strangers still putting out CJ tapes. Fly. Yeah, CJ Fly. I ain't on listen to CJ Fly as much. What, what? Kirk Knight still producing and putting out fire shit. Even Chuck, James. Chuck Strangers is too. Um, uh, who's who's another one from that group? Shit, he, uh, Kirk Knight produced a good couple of tracks on Joey's uh, Joey Bass's last album. Really, that's the that's the few that I knew from Pro Era. Were that was like Underachievers in there really too. Nah, nah that's it. They were a separate group. And then Beast Coast was like under the Achievers and Flatbush Zombies. Yeah. And yeah, New York is tight though, because they, they held it down with each other. They was like all tapped in. Yeah. And like once they all came together, that's when it really became cool. Especially like around 2015. That's when all like Beast Coast was like a whole collective, like Pro Era, Flatbush, uh, Under Achievers, ASAP. I mean, shit, we could even talk about our future as a group too, yeah. as a collective. Cause uh, was Frank ever OF? Yeah, he was. Like when they, he was like signed to them. Well, he was I like part he, of the crew. I, I thought he was like a. I thought Frank was already like Def Jam. Oh, and he was like signed as a writer, type shit. But they was cool. I don't know. I'm gonna have to go back in. Cause and I remember when up. they first popped up, Frank was already part of it. But that's another group that like niggas, certain niggas like kind of fell off or like mm-hmm. did got quiet. I heard a few tracks from Hydri Beats that was cool. 
Um, I don't really hear too much from Left no Brain. Too much. For real? It's pretty sick. Shout, that hey, was like shout out Haji Beats. Nelly Furtado. Michigan's girl. That's hard. Respect. They pop up on the red carpet together one day. I'm like, they dating? Haji Beats? Man, Earl. Earl's still rapping. Earl's still doing his thing at a high level. I don't hear too much from Damo no more. Outside of, like, his feature on Tyler's album. Man, uh, who else? Sid's doing great with the internet. I'm missing somebody. Left Brain? No, King G. No, Mike G. Excuse me. King G's. Y'all should go try them sandwiches over there. <laughs> They're pretty good. See, I got them on my mind as a Freudian slip. But, um, yeah, bro. I ain't hear nothing from Mike G. It is. Earl's still cooking, you know. Earl's cooking. Earl on tour. It's still cool. It seems like they're weirdos. all really cool with each other for real. Yeah. Like I just saw Tyler pulled up on uh Taco's movie premiere that him he's he's in with Eddie Murphy on Netflix. And then I didn't know Lonnie was fucking the dude from what's that cooking show we watch? The Bear. The Bear? Yeah. I didn't I or didn't know that either. Lionel? Yeah, the, he's the he's the guy that likes to do the bakeries. Yeah. Yeah, that's he rolls with Future, uh, future Men. Yeah. I didn't know that was him. You didn't know that was Lionel? Nah. Black ass nigga. That's what that is. Yo, but that's so tight. When I found that out, I was like, oh, that's why. Because I thought Tyler was just a fan of the show and he became a fan of this actor. So we started hanging out with him. But then I realized, like, oh, that's the dude from Our Future. Yeah. That's pretty tight. Like, a trajectory like that is so ill to me. Yeah, man. If yo, if yo camp is doing well and y'all and you got people that work and talented and mm-hmm. you can put them in position if if somebody is like got the eye on them yep. like it's about to happen here it's a lot of eyes on Kansas City and it, it's a lot that's about to get cracking in the next 5 years yeah it's so, about to take off right now yeah it's i'm i'm curious to see who's still around like the we We're almost at a decade man of like what? Just being a part of the scene? Well, actually, no. Nah, I think we're what? Halfway, you halfway. probably at a decade. I'm, I'm probably like five years. Yeah, we're at the halfway point of a decade. Yeah, I would say three years, for real, for real, of actually understanding how things like work mm-hmm. and still learning. Always still learning, but shout out, Dom Chronicles. Yeah, it's a lot. Still learning. Get ready for your opportunities. What you excited for from the city this year? Uh, in Kansas City, like, what are you looking forward to? What do you want to see? I want to see better shows, you know, better performances. I want people to take take their show and their set m- more serious. I want people to take their time more serious too. Yeah. Uh, cause it, the the people that are really passionate about this shit shouldn't have to deal with bullshit. People so just halfway ass, halfway, like yeah. half assing it. Cause I I really care about this shit and I want this shit to like move and I want us to grow and continue to, you know, just grow as a as a city like how we have been. But that means higher standards and that mean honesty. You gotta be real with y'all now. Yeah, I'm not gonna just attack nobody, but nah, man, fuck that. I don't fuck with nothing. That's why I ride to myself. Hey man, pistol on the He's a nice guy. Money. Huh? He didn't get his coffee. Putting that out there. I ain't, I ain't mad at that. <laughs> I ain't mad at that at all. You know, if you want to buy a yada yada album on vinyl, holla at your boys. What about you, you though? Me? Oh, man. So, 
I'm looking forward to a lot. There's a lot of cool things bubbling in the city. I think working up that I'm really excited for. Uh, Paris Williams is about to drop a, his, his project, I think, this week. So by the time this comes out, hopefully that project will be out by now. I'm pretty excited for that. He put out, he's an artist I got into last year with the singles. He put out two singles last year, Hopscotch and Stunt, that I like a lot. Yeah. So I'm pretty excited to see what he works. He's got cooking up. And then he also works with Sleepwalker. So shout out, Sleepy. You know, he got that family ties, so shout out to him. Um, I got the pleasure of hearing some shit that Riley and Dom Chronicles have together that I'm really excited for people to hear. Like, the bag Dom Chronicles got Riley in is really dope. Word up. It's going to be a, a term for Riley that people aren't used to. One time for that guy. You know? <laughs> one of the ones that's been around, like, was there in the beginning when I was trying to learn about all this shit, and he's still Still, still cooking. cooking, yeah. It's great to see, man. He's put out a project with Greg Stones, which is pretty tight. Yeah, shout out Greg, man. Yeah. So Throwaways, he, man. He's he been cooking. Chris Dom's got some shit, man. Shout out Dom's. Shout out Dom's, man. Time is coming. It's all about that time. Well, it's been cool. I've been around him when he plays the album for people, and it's just always cool to, like, for me to get re- re- uh, re- uh, what's the word? Assert. Reacclimated. Yeah. With the project, because, you know, I, I've heard it so many times, but then I'll go a while without hearing it, and when I hear it, I'm like, oh, my God, I forgot about it. Pretty, kind of, it's pretty good. Yeah, I was like, I forgot <laughs> what kind of, how much of a ride this album is, but it's just cool seeing people here in real time and just being like, yeah, this shit is tight, man. He really got something. Yeah. So. It, it's good seeing Dom's, like, back in motion and back cooking. He was, uh, he performed last Friday with Riley and TC and Sean at the, uh, Future is now show at the mini bar. How did he do good? Yeah, he killed it. He killed it. It was like a last minute thing. Mm-hmm. And we reached out to him and he oh. was able to show up and, and uh, handle his business. You know, put on a show, as they would say. Yeah. And then uh, shout out to Code Red, man. He put out a project. Yeah, Seasides Seaside and Rarities. That's just hard, man. Hey, yeah. Code, Code Red is doing like good work over there. He's, I think he's a producer that. If you get the opportunity to work with him, you definitely should mm-hmm. because he's one of the ones that care about what, what's make going it, on. Make you sound good. He's going to push you, you know and saying? make you better. Like, he had a, the, the track of Royal Chiefs Fire, Rockefeller. Oh, yeah, he got beaters on there. He do. I think I think one of my favorites is Paranoid with TC and then Too Many with CTB Dino and Shunan. Yeah. Yeah. It's some fly shit, man. A lot, yeah. of, lot of up-and-coming names on there on that project. Y'all got to tap in. That's like to see, man. Like, you know, we, all, we know who the heavy hitters are. But like my man Rico on here with Luke Kane, like Rico's fire. I'm Rico sent me some shit last year that I'm really excited for him to put out whenever the time's ready. But it's there's some cookers in the city, man. Yeah, man. And it's just really to me about how people present the music, man, and like how they how they really build around this world instead of just like putting it out. I'm like, all right, I did it. It's out. Do your Standards. Thing. Yeah, like step up, stand on your shit. Do a rollout. You spent all that time. Do a show. You spent all them months making this album, year possibly making this album, and you just put it out and just said that was it. That that was that was as far as you wanted to go with it after all that time. Like, nah, come on, man. Hey, and learn your songs. Y'all need to learn y'all songs. It's embarrassing watching y'all forget your lyrics to your own songs. It's cool at a it's cool at an open mic to like be performing over your track, but like, you know, when the show, get the get the performance version. When the lights are on and the the cameras are rolling and people are paying money, it's time to actually perform. Yeah, I could that's, just that's listen. Really I could. It's free to listen to your song. I don't want to hear your song. I want to see you perform it. That's why I'm paying money. That's why I really respect some of the artists in this town that really take their live performance aspect seriously, like a Sean. Yeah. Like Sean's one of those artists. Jazz is one of those artists. Royal Chief's one of those artists. Chris Dom is one of those artists. People that you can tell, like, really focus on that aspect of the music. 
performances. That's where you're going to really make an impact is with your live performances. If your live performance is shit, no one's going to gravitate to your music no matter how good the songs are. So that's really the most important part of music is just bringing it to life and, like, your live performances of said music. Yeah. You got to start taking it seriously, man. Like, you know, if you go out of town and perform, like, perform like ass, people ain't going to give a fuck about you. They're going to tell you to get off the stage because they don't know you, so they ain't got to be nice to you, and you got to be ready to handle that. And the best way to, to beat that is by actually being a good performer. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you your performance was bad in a nice way. That shit was ass, yo. I Two pack it. of ass. Don't ever come back on this stage. Message. I ain't, that's actually not I ain't message. saying that's all not that. Message. That's not a message to anybody. <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. How dare you <laughs> defile the message button like that? <laughs> the message sound bit is sacred. The price just went down. It's okay, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> the price hey, of the, the, the message just went down. <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> that, God that, damn. that sound bite does no longer hold the same value once again. <laughs> <laughs> ah, it's good to be back, baby. Feels good. The goats are back. Yeah. We got some shit in the works. We actually got we got some big play. We got a big play in motion. You can see. We can't really speak on it right now. We never but speak until it's time. Just yeah. know that. Once but we, we do have some productions on the way. We got some new shit on the way. Stuff that that's actually happening. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just know that's coming. C- couple weeks. Yeah. Week. Just, you know, just give us some time. We got some cool shit coming out. We got more shit, more content we're going to start presenting to y'all. It's going to be fun, man. I'm excited to talk to a lot of artists. I'm excited to talk to some influences in the city, you know, bring some other media personalities on here to talk about media shit, you know? Yeah, some media. Can't, yeah, media guys shit. Guys just meeting. Just meeting around about the media. Yeah, it's Can't crazy. to get OJ Simpson on here. <laughs> oh, God. All right. It's going to be great, man. You ready to inter- interview the Juice Man? Somebody shut it down. <laughs> <laughs> nah, are you ready to interview OJ Simpson when it's time? No. <laughs> I'm going to try to interview OJ. Why? I mean, I'll do it. <laughs> I'll go to work, but like I'm not trying to interview him. <laughs> I need I need to be paid to interview OJ. You know what I'm saying? Like OJ, well, pay us. Pay us, OJ. Cut the check, OJ. Oh shit. Yeah, be careful. We gonna, <laughs> gonna cut some Ha uh-huh. ha. All right. Man, <laughs> man. You see a glove come off the camera? Yeah. I'm not fucking. Hey, with uh, OJ, OJ really walk around here with two bodies to his name. And we just <laughs> act like nothing happened. He probably got loved in in the pen, bro. They probably was like, OJ. Funny thing, OJ, <laughs> OJ went to jail. It wasn't even for, like, the murders. It was for stealing his own shit back. They, <laughs> just, they, they said, all right, dog. We fucked up last time, but we have to get you this they time. Was in there, they was in there like, yo, be real with us. Did you do it? Come on, OJ. It's just us in, the, it's just, it's just us in the cell, dog. You can tell me. Hey, look, that's how I'm surviving in there. Like, if I got all these, these uh, alleged bodies on me, <laughs> y'all, y'all better know better. Y'all better leave me alone around here. Yo, OJ snapped, literally. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, it's good to be back, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. This is we are Kansas City's best podcast for a reason. Yeah, sad we. Where else you gonna get? <laughs> <laughs> Where else you gonna get good OJ Simpson talk in Kansas City than right here on the Yada Yada podcast, baby? But <laughs> hey, till next time. Peace out, the kid Joe Cornell. It's your boy Black Ivy. Hey, what song should we hit him with from the album? Side by side? Always side by side. Always side by side. <laughs> we pay good money for that feature, so yeah, we got side up. by side <laughs> off the Yada Yada album. Until next time, y'all. We out. Smile here. Hey. And I just want to take you out. I got two dresses for you. We about to leave the town. Get you some heels for your birthday. Girl, I heard you was a mermaid. It's champagne if you're thirsty. She said Casey is her birthplace. 
We got gates, need a mix play. We hanging out, girl, this ain't no day. All my real niggas gon' relate. All the real bitches feel me too. Attitude, magic tattoos. She corny like the mad shoes. Baby said I'm that dude. Is that true? I told that bitch to cash rules. I told that bitch to cash rules. Cruising my way down 71. A bad bitch with me and she rolling one. Hey, shorty said that I'm the one. Show me love, I'm only in for the month. It's a big bag difference, bunch of bad bitches. Yeah. And they all wanna see me shine a big bag difference, bunch of bad bitches. Yeah. And they all wanna see me shine. Downtown, she was whoa. Made up my other plan, switch around like whoa. My niggas telling me that I don't sound right. You sound like a sucker, nigga. Sound by a wall. I'm starting to question how I'm feeling. What's the deal? What's the hot tea? Was cool for a minute, then you switched. Oh, you got me. Friends with benefits to how we get into this. You used to tell me a man wasn't on your list, but uh, now you're acting like my girlfriend. Whirlwind. It all started when I hit your walls like Berlin. I could have sworn we was just friends. But when you cross that line, no going back It's not what you do, it's how you react It ain't how you move, it's how you relax But what's the use of me telling you all of that though? You just wanna act slow Now you wanna bash me, block me, sneak around and stalk me Go down my timeline, tell everybody watching that I ain't shit but a credible fraud You be up on me like a cop with a federal charge girl. It's a big bag difference, bunch of bad bitches Yeah, And they all wanna see me shine a big bag difference, bunch of bad bitches yeah. And they all wanna see me shine, shine.